0: In the weeks between episodes, we may discuss stories that we found interesting, but didn't have enough information to warrant a full discussion. This is one of those weeks. This is Vice and Villainy, reporting on the criminal and mysterious, we are your source for the stories that shape your world. And now, this week's story. Far to the south, situated between the shining and trackless seas, lies the peninsula of Cholt. Mountainous jungle, inhabited by dinosaurs, humanoids, and other beasts, Cholt is mostly a wild land, unscathed by development, mining, and overpopulation. That said, many are drawn to Cholt for adventure, ready to experience a place like none other. Port Nyanzaru is a small port city in the north, located on the river Sochenstar. Formerly an Omnian colony, it has been independent for several years now, but the impact from their interloping is still felt. The Omnians that remain are met with sideways glances and grimaces, the result of forcing locals to live in piecemeal settlements outside the city walls. Near one of those settlements, in the southwest side of the city, just south of the Refuse Pit, is a street that takes you out of the old city. The environment changes quickly there, moving from cleared land for ramshackle houses to thick jungle almost immediately. So it wouldn't be difficult for hidden things to remain hidden for a long time. A contact of mine, under contract to help rebuild the various shanty towns, told me of a set of stairs he found while surveying in that area. Initially, he didn't see them, being covered in tree roots, crawling ground cover, and other vegetation. They appeared to be part of the land. They seemed out of place, but strangely fitting, something dilapidated, yet constructed. Like anyone would, he decided to follow them to see where they went. Initially, they were slightly difficult to traverse, being covered in so much vegetation, but as he ascended things cleared and foot placement became easier. Yet as he trusted his feet more, his senses began to play tricks on him. He said that about 10 minutes into the climb, the temperature began to fluctuate. It was gradual at first, getting warmer and warmer, to which he attributed to his body's reaction to doing work. But then the temperature would suddenly drop, becoming so cold the beads of sweat on his arms began to freeze. He had no idea what was happening, but continued up, now intrigued by what was going on. But as he continued up, his grip on reality began to loosen. Being so focused on his next step, his peripheral vision began to feed him images. He'd catch an animal out of the corner of his eye, only to realize it would be sorely out of place. A polar bear shouldn't exist in the jungle, he'd tell himself. I'm only imagining this. Things began to shift from animals to random shapes and colors. He kept reassuring himself it was because he was hot and tired and could use some water. His eyes were just playing tricks on him. But as soon as he thought he had regained control, a variety of smells triggered a wave of buried memories. As he climbed, the environment glimmered and shifted, becoming the place where whatever memory he was recalling took place. It became his childhood home, his school's play yard, fairly benign places. While seeing these memories before him, he also began to see the smells that triggered them. Paths of brilliant blues, gorgeous greens, and burlap browns flew out before him, winding through the obstacles in his memories, leading him somewhere. It was when the smells became stagnant and the memories darker that he passed out. He's not sure how long he laid there unconscious, but upon awakening, decided to push no further and return to the bottom. And as soon as he took his first step back, everything cleared up. The jungle was before him again, his head was free from visions, and the smells were normal. For the briefest of moments, he considered turning around to make another push to see what was at the end, yet decided that without anyone knowing where he was, it would be a poor decision. Finally reaching the base of the steps, he turned around, losing sight of the pathway in the dense vegetation after twenty feet or so. Closing his eyes and shaking his head, he gathered his tools and followed the road back to town, returning to his inn for a warm bath, hot meal, and refreshing ale. Feeling somewhat normal again while eating, he asked some of the other patrons if they had ever heard of this particular set of stairs. Many did not, but several had and their opinions on what it was varied drastically. Of the ones that had, none of them had ever been on them. Their information came from friends or stories passed down through the generations. That didn't stop them from sharing their opinions on what it was, however. One believed it to be the work of a druid trying to protect their grove or parts of the jungle from being developed. A few stressed that their opinion was that wizards from Am, unhappy about losing their colony, are protecting something valuable, keeping it from falling under local control. Another local believed it to be controlled by a devil waiting in the wind for someone to ask for a deal to reach the top. Me? I believe it could be a relic from the time of the first flowering. I only say this because I've heard of another set of similar stairs far to the north in the Spine of the World Mountains in Raven Rock. What their purpose is? I'm not sure, but if that's what they are, could there be more? And if you get to the end somehow, what will you find? Please join our Discord and share what you know. We even have a channel where you can remain anonymous, protecting your identity. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Pod. Vice and Villainy is a CLDG production. Thanks for listening. This is Corey. You can find me on Twitter at dndiapers underscore.